Welcome to Off the Record. I'm your host, Marika Day, dietitian, nutritionist, recovering perfectionist, and founder of Fueled by Marika Day. Join me here each week as we delve into what it really means to be a healthy and happy human. You'll hear from conversations with experts in their fields to raw and real chats about aspects of health and life that we really don't hear enough about. You'll be left feeling inspired, educated, and empowered to be the best version of you. So sit back, relax, or head on out for your walk, and let's dive on in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Off The Record. I can't believe that by the time this podcast episode goes live, I'm going to be one week post-op with hip surgery. I am so excited and very nervous, but I thought what a perfect time to do a little um, injury update both personally but also I've had a couple of questions coming through regarding training and returning to training after injury which is not my area of expertise so I'm actually not going to answer that question specifically but rather I'm going to speak about the mindset of returning to training after uh, an injury and the mindset of reducing your training with injury because that is something that I can absolutely speak for and have been through many many times before and I think is something that's actually really important to have like that mental flexibility to be able to cope when you are not being able to rely on potentially you know exercise is a coping mechanism for many of us like exercise is something that is really good for our mental well-being and when that gets taken away it can be a challenge for some people and many people um, do rely on exercise as like their outlet so I think it's a good um, a good time to think about your coping mechanisms a good time to think about where you um, define yourself essentially because what I've found in the past is when my self-worth has been based on what I'm achieving and what I'm doing if I can't achieve and do certain elements of what I guess I see myself as doing then it does it makes you question your worth and your value because you define yourself as this person who you know is fit or is strong or is you know a netballer or a basketballer or a swimmer or whatever it is that you're defining yourself as and if you can't do that anymore then you actually start to question well who am I if I'm not you know x y and z so that's what we're going to talk about today um, before we drive in I have had quite a few questions about my personal injury and my hip and if you are like OG podcast listener which I mean we've only been around for like eight months now not even that but one of the first episodes that I recorded was my journey with my hip and funnily enough when I recorded that episode I was in a really good place with my hip and I I can remember recording that episode and being like yeah touch wood like it's been so amazing for so many months now and it was honestly it was the best it had been in probably three years or maybe even four years and the last since Christmas it's just declined (laughs) quite significantly to the point where I'm obviously going in for surgery uh next week so oh well this week but next week the week before when this episode comes out (laughs) so one of the questions I've had is that hip pain seems to be something that is super common with females around my age or younger or a bit older 
And the reason I say that is because everyone I speak to about this says that they know somebody who's had something similar or they have experienced something similar themselves. Let me clarify by saying by having hip pain does not necessarily mean that you need surgery. And in fact, for the injury that I have in particular, surgery is certainly not the first option that um, even a surgeon would suggest for this particular injury. The reason I am getting surgery, actually, let's go back one step. The injury that I have is a labral tear of the hip cartilage. So um, the labrum is the cartilage that sort of, I'm going to, sorry to any physios or (laughs) orthopedic surgeons out there, I'm going to butcher this, but the labrum is like the cartilage that I'm going to say like surrounds the edge of the hip socket and a labral tear is a tear obviously in that cartilage. Now I have actually had this exact same thing on my other hip so this is my left hip I've had it on my right hip and I actually had surgery on it on my right hip about 10 years ago so this is not my first rodeo anyway what's happened is that the pain has just been like non-stop now for quite a few months and so I decided that it was finally time to bite the bullet and get an MRI and yes it confirmed that there is a tear but also that I have a cyst that has formed off the back of the tear and that is just full of fluid which is getting causing pain because it's getting in the way of the joint movement and everything so quite uncomfortable um But I guess what I want to say is that just if because you're experiencing some kind of hip pain, please don't jump to the conclusion that you need surgery. As I said, like I got to a point last year where I was confident that I had overcome this and that like I wouldn't need it because physiotherapy and strength training is something that is so useful when it comes to many, many injuries. So one of my like number one recommendations when it comes to injuries and Um, training with injuries is to find a trainer and when I say a trainer I guess the level of qualification will depend on the level of injuries that you have but whether it be a strength and conditioning coach whether it be an exercise physiologist or whether it just be a personal trainer find somebody who can really support you on this journey and has confidence in helping you work around the pain, but not only work around the pain, actually help you to strengthen up any supporting muscles that are there so that you can then continue to move and hopefully relieve yourself from some pain. One of the questions that I've had a lot of is like, how would I describe the pain that I've experienced with this injury? And if you've listened to my previous episode, you would have heard that I had said that it kind of like comes and goes. So I'll have like, you know, a couple of months where it's really bad and then a couple of months where it's really good. And I'm just, again, making jumping to conclusions and and my physio actually agreed with me on this is that part of the reason for that for me might have been because of this cyst that I have and when it is filling up with fluid so you know if I do like a minor injury and some fluid leaks out of the hip joint and into this um, cyst then it obviously becomes bigger and gets in the way more and causes more pain and if some of that fluid is then reabsorbed then it's obviously not as big and not causing as much pain however like I said since December it's unfortunately been pretty non-stop 
Um, for me, the pain is through the front of the hip. So kind of like where you, like with hip flexion. So when you're lifting your leg, like I can't lift my leg at the moment. I literally, if I'm going to cross my legs to sit down or get in the car or something, I put my hands, this is so sad to say, but I put my hands underneath my thigh and sort of lift up my legs with my hands. Um, and same to like, you know, put my shoes on or to get into bed or whatever it is where I need to like lift my leg. I literally use my hands to lift my leg. Um, so yeah, very painful through the front of the hip there. Um, but one of the things that sort of changed for me over the last couple of months is I'm getting this like deep hip pain through the back. So it's kind of like through the glute at the back and it just feels like it's right in the middle of my hip. So that's what my pain feels like. It's not, I've been trying to compare it to what my pain was on my other hip before going into surgery. And it's really hard to remember like 10 years ago, but one of the things that I've been saying with this surgery is it doesn't feel as painful as what I remember last time. Whereas I remember last time being in quite a lot of pain a lot of the time. Whereas this hip, I would say, is more constant discomfort. And a friend of mine described it really, really well. And I actually haven't had this happen to me, but my dad's described it to me because he's had it happen to him is when you get like steak stuck between or like a piece of like something quite like firm stuck between your teeth and like it's just like it's like an achy pain but it's not like debilitating pain it's like if I had to live with this for the rest of my life like I probably could but I don't want to (laughs) so that's what my pain has been like for the last probably five months now um which is yeah a bit frustrating So 10 minutes into the podcast and I'm actually going to get to the point of this podcast, which is to talk to you about mindset when you are training with um, injuries and continuing to move with exercise, continuing to exercise or do movement when you've got injuries. And I'm going to be super honest here and say it's really hard. And as a recovering perfectionist, I find it very challenging because When I am injured, I go into a very much like all or nothing kind of thinking. And one of the the things that I sort of do is like, oh, well, I'm uncomfortable. Therefore, what's the point in training? And there are so many like answers to that question, (laughs) which are so valid, like because I can train, because there are so many things that I can do, because you know, it's good for my cardiovascular fitness because it's good to maintain my strength because it's good for my mental health. You know, like I literally could come up with a million reasons as why to train, but that's that's literally the question that goes through my head is what's the point in training when I feel uncomfortable the whole time? So I guess I wanted to just start by saying that if you feel that way, like that's totally understandable and I would say somewhat normal. Um, it's really really hard training through pain even if you know it's something that improves your pain afterwards so like if you know that going to the gym and doing some strength training or stretching or whatever it is mobility that you're going to feel better afterwards the actual doing of it it seems so counterintuitive that you're training when you're in pain and a few years ago that's something that I really had to work through is like telling myself, you know, no, like this is a thing that helps me. I'm going to go even if it is 10 or 15 minutes that I'm there for. And even if 
what I'm achieving looks nothing like what I used to achieve in the gym. And with time, that actually did really, really help me. And what I sort of said to myself was, I'm just going to go to the gym for 15 minutes and I'm just going to do my mobility or my physio exercises. And if I want to do anything else while I'm there, then sure. But I think one of the biggest tips that I have for injury recovery and injury, like movement during injury is to release the grip on needing to be like you used to be or do the things that you used to do, which is obviously so much easier said than done, but you are not going to be able to perform at the level that you previously did, obviously, while you're injured. That's what an injury is. It needs time to heal and to recover regardless of what the injury is. There's going to be some period where you're going to have to rebuild or rest or whatever it is that you need to do for that injury based on your physio or whoever's looking after you's um, instruction. So being super self-compassionate about that and acknowledging that that is part of the journey and that your goals with training are going to be different to what they were before. And one of the things that I found really helpful is to actually look forward to rebuilding. So for example, I'm really looking forward to it as much as I hate to say this because I'm also really dreading it is returning to running. Like I know that I'm going to run a kilometer and probably vomit, but I'm kind of also looking forward to it because it's another goal that I can work on achieving and it's another goal and step that I can, you know, put my energy into and I can progress and build on. So I think sort of seeing it as a journey rather than a setback is something that's really helped me in saying that. I think this time, because I know I'm going in for surgery, one of the things like is that that's actually been a bit harder because I'm like, I know I've actually got a significant like step back further coming. So the last like three weeks, my exercise has been (laughs) dismal um, because I know that it's actually going to get worse before it gets better. So it's been really hard to motivate myself in the last few weeks when it's uncomfortable to train. I actually no longer am seeing any like relief from the discomfort as a result of training. And I know that my strength and fitness and everything else is actually going to get worse. So I really feel so unmotivated at the moment to train, but like, I'm literally just accepting that, like, you know, this is a phase of my life and my body composition may change and probably has changed. And my fitness has definitely changed. My strength and muscle mass is absolutely changed from where I was like 12 months ago, like significantly changed. And I'm actually really proud of myself for the way that I've gone about it. It's just like, it is what it is. Like this is something that there is, I guess, a degree of control. Like I could be putting a lot of energy and effort into, you know, training up a body and doing all of the things that I can do. And if that's you, then great. But also if it's not you and if you're feeling something like what I am at the moment, that's also okay as well. And I think just acknowledging that this is a season and I speak about this a bit like in previous episodes is this notion of having like different seasons in our life. And like for me, this is a season where my fitness, my strength and like 
my muscle mass is taking a hit. Like it's part of the season of my life that this is. And, you know, whether it be like postpartum or something like that, like there are seasons in our life where being the strongest, fittest, whatever it is that your goals are with exercise are not going to be the goal that you can and should be working towards. And accepting that is actually, I think, a really big relief because it means that then you can have the energy to focus on what actually is important and what actually is realistic. So rather than stressing about the fact that, you know, you can't run or that you can't lift as much as you used to or that it hurts when you do certain things, you can focus on, well, what do I actually want to do with this time? So do I want to go and do the mobility and the rehab or am I just going to allow myself to have this time to rest a bit more and know that I'll get back to it when I can and when I'm ready and not stressing yourself out about not being it like not being so active that when it comes time to getting back into it you already feel kind of burnt out because you've been stressing the last you know three months about whether you've lost strength or whether you've lost fitness or whether you've gained fat or lost muscle so I think that letting go is something that is just so important when it comes to injury management in the context of I guess the bigger picture so for example if you are like an athlete or something like that where your career is based on achieving in the athletic sphere then obviously you're going to have you know quite strong athletic driven goals and performance goals so working towards those without that perfectionism like shadow or perfectionism you know cloud that we put over it that we're not good enough that we're not enough that we're not doing enough when we aren't doing what we used to or when we aren't doing what we think we should be doing so that is my biggest tips when it comes to the mental side of injuries and how to manage training when injured as I said if you're actually thinking about returning to training and um, what to do when it comes to returning to training after injuries, I strongly recommend you speak to somebody who is far more qualified in this area than I am because it is not my area of expertise and not my scope of practice. So I'm going to tap out right there, but hopefully that helps you. And I wish you all the best in your injury recovery and rehabilitation and everything that you're going through. And Fingers crossed my surgery runs smoothly and so does my rehab and I'm back running before you know it. (laughs) Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will catch you next week.